What's up, family? I am back with another episode of the Uncomfortably Reborn African. Um, I've been loving these like interviews or these like conversations I've been having. I don't call them interviews, just conversations that I'm having with amazing people. Um, I had Kayla on last week, and this week is just going to be me. But I'm lining up, um, you know, a few people that I just, you know, they're real, they're authentic, they're people that you can you know, really, really connect with. So I'm really excited to bring more people on. Um, but this week is just me, honey. Um, so there's been some great things going on. Today is day 30 of the 100 day challenge with ET. That's been dope. Um, so I just want to kind of like highlight, you know, one of the important things that I've been kind of learning through this journey and just just the, the amount of um, consistency that I'm learning from it. Um, it's kind of forcing me to be more disciplined in certain areas. And I just love it. I just love how um, how much growth and strength and just things that I've been doing um, that's just benefited me that it's just dope. Um, then we're going to talk about like the hot topic of the week. Now, it just depends on what you consider the hot topic. Of course, you know, we want to highlight We've been having a lot of like hate crimes going on recently, and we had the situation that happened at the synagogue. We had the bombs being sent out, and then we had, you know, there were some church members that were killed. I mean, it's just been crazy this week. So that's really like the biggest hot topic. I mean, and then on top of that, if you're, you know, into like, you know, the pop culture and what's going on with Nicki Minaj and Cardi B and how they've been going back and forth, it's just like with everything going on right now, it's like we need to unite. We need to come together. We need to talk about voting. We need to talk about things that's going to help bring um, Americans closer again. It's just the level of things that, and of course with social media, and I don't want to begin a rant because this is the intro, but with social media where we have access to see a lot more that's probably been going on, but unity and coming together and having conversations with people that you might not want to, or just getting to know people, it's extremely important right now. Um, because I think I just think that the world needs that. So um, with that going on, and then I'm also going to talk about this PT test I smashed and what I did to get ready for it. Um, and it's something that I think, and it's not. I, although I'm in the military, I think it's practical the things that that I've learned through the process of prepping for this. Um, it's really, really, really something that I'm proud about. And I'm just looking forward to sharing that with you. And then I'm also like working with a divorce coach. Yes, yes, divorce coach. Um, one great thing about when I connected with uh, the ET program with the 100 Day Challenge with the Breathe University is that each area has somebody that's like a representative and they kind of hear your story and then they connect you with people who can support you with that. So I told her I was divorced and she was like, oh, okay, I have some people that'll call you in. Um, one of this, um, a great person, her name's Tanya Carter. She hit me up, check her out. Um, and you know, we just started talking and I'm like, okay, you know, this is something that's great to kind of connect with, connect with women who are working through a divorce or they're post-divorce and, you know, just trying to clean up some areas. So, um, I just want to share you about that. And like the biggest nugget I got, um, she does weekly calls every Sunday and this one that, um, I hopped on like my first one this last Sunday, like the level of nuggetry that she dropped was so good. And I just want to share that with you guys as well. So stay tuned. Okay, let's just talk about what's going in the going on in the news um so it's just been a crazy week um we had um the shooting at pittsburgh um at the um, synagogue 
Then we had, we saw that there were mail bombs being sent to specifically, um, you know, certain Democrats within, um, I guess you can say like high level. They're the ones that are like the faces within, you know, the governmental system. Um, And then you had the shooting that happened in Louisville, Kentucky. That one's not being talked about as much. Um, But the gentleman was like, you know, white don't kill whites when he killed um two elderly african-american and you know a someone else was shooting back at him he was just like hey white don't whites don't kill whites so the level of i guess the hate crimes and things that are going on is just crazy and and as you can see even though some of these might have specific uh things highlighted like it, it affected the Jewish community. The one in Pittsburgh, the mail bombs were focused on the Democrats, the Democrats, um, specifically people within that party. And then the shooting at Kroger was African-Americans. It still pretty much touched an array of people in a way, an array of people of different backgrounds, different ethnicities, because, you know, the Democrats that those bombs were sent to, you know, they weren't all black. Um, some of them were white. Um, and it's just highly, it's just, it's just crazy how, um, I don't know, people view things differently. So that's why you're seeing like a, 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 an array of different type of hate crimes that's happening. Um, and I feel like hate impacts everyone because you might have certain people that don't like white people. You might have a certain group of people who don't like black people. You might have a certain group of people don't like a certain faith. Um, another one might just not like, you know, people because of a certain where they come from. I mean, it's just like the level of it. You know, we hear a lot of rhetoric about people coming from Mexico and it's just like all over. So if you really to really sit back and really like analyze it and say you do like how they do in the movies and they have like, you know, oh, this is the 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 hitman and they're trying to like link all these things to it. If you really look at the big picture, like say you were to put hate on the wall and you were to just like list all the things that that's been happening it's affecting everybody, if you really think about it. Every single body. There's someone that doesn't like this race or doesn't like this. It's affecting everybody in some capacity. And it's all wrong. All wrong, period. And that's why I feel like it's really, really important for us to, like, just just have them start having conversations with one another. Get to know people. Um, everybody has different views, other perspectives. But one thing I enjoy about being in the military is I'm around different races, I'm around different ethnicities. I've always found like a, a draw to be in communities where I'm around different people because I wanna have different experiences. I wanna, I want to, you know, see things from a bigger picture than just in maybe an African standpoint or an African-American standpoint and have these conversations because you never know what that conversation with that white person or with that Asian person or with that Hispanic person might be like, oh man, we have a lot of things similar. And of course, that's not going to heal the world. I know my, what I'm saying sounds very like, heal the world, make it a better place for you and for me and the entire human race. That was the song there. Okay, I'm done. Um, But it's, I don't know, I think it all starts at home. So whatever you're doing within your household or whatever, you, whatever you're doing within your community can make a great impact. Um, and I've seen like there was a, a documentary. I wish I remember the name of it, um, but I, I, it might have been through CNN or I think it was through CNN. And 
it was a, uh, I think she was mixed race and she went in and to like meet people from the KKK and it got to the point where they actually started to like her. Like she started asking questions like, okay, well now that you've gotten to know me, would you kill me? Because they were like planning to, one of them was planning out, planning to go around in his car and, you know, spread like negative paraphernalia around and all these things. And once he got to know her, spent that little time with her, he started, you know, seeing things differently. And even at the end, um, one of the guys that was like really, uh, I think he was a part of like the media, like there was like a, a sector of a Klansmen that, um, they were in like some like rural area and he like ran the media. He was like the person that like focused on the media and pushing the information out of, he was the media focal point. And at the end of it, I remember him calling her and saying like, after meeting with you, like I, I resigned. I just couldn't do it anymore because I could, I couldn't imagine anything ever happening to you. Um, so just her, that, that little time her filming that documentary, it made an impact, even if it was maybe like two people out of the maybe 50, 60, 100 or whatever people she met, she had an impact with those few people. So it's just kind of like, just do what you can. Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do that's going to stop these crimes. I mean, there's, uh, uh, you know, the reality is stuff might still happen, but it's just about educating yourself and just not necessarily looking at things from one standpoint. Um, sometimes, it, you know, I've, I've heard people say it before. There was a guy that did a TED Talk who said he went undercover and he, like, created this fake profiling. He went in, like, you know, he was he was a black guy. He went in, like, a white guy that just hated black people and Jewish people and all these things just to kind of, like, get into their mind. And he was just, like, he just learned a lot from that perspective. Not saying he agreed with it, but he just, like, he saw a different take of it. And it kind of initiated him creating this program where they would reach out and like speak to people within other communities or people that that didn't necessarily like him just to create dialogue and heal, um, heal those wounds or just create dialogue that will open, you know, each person's eyes to say, okay, well, this, this community is not out here just trying to steal all the jobs or whatever they think. So it starts at home. And as cheesy and boring, cheesy and as boring as that sounds, it really does. So just aim to try to have conversations with different people. Um, like I said, when we were talking about pop culture, like what's going on with Cardi B and Nicki Minaj, just like, okay, the whole back and forth. But, you know, it's time to vote. Like I was listening to The Breakfast Club today. He's just like, man, all these people were paying attention to them. But at no point did they mention about voting. And I'm like, that's such a great point. Like right now, voting is important. Please go out and vote. Please exercise your right to vote. Make sure you take your time when you're voting. Make sure you have all the proper documents. Make sure your ID and all that things are are right. And just go out there and vote. I mean, it's really important for you to educate yourself and vote for the person that, I guess, fits your, 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 your needs. You might have certain things you believe in, certain things that you feel the country, the city, the state should you know, function as, and you need to vote that person that you feel like connects with you. Um, so it's not necessarily always about Democrat or Republican or independent or whatever. It's about who you mesh with, who's the person that has the the right agenda that's going to help you. And if anything, help your kids, if you were to walk away or if you were to pass today, who's going to have the best interest or who's going to put the things in place that's going to benefit your children. So if anything, look at it from that standpoint, if you're a parent, but if you're not, who are you going to vote in that, you know, ties into whatever you believe in? So go out there and vote. 
that was just my piece on, you know, the news again. Let's come together, support one another, and also let's build our community up and, again, vote the right people in office. That's really going to help, you know, promote love and really do the things necessary within our communities, within our state, within our, you know, local governments. That's really going to, like, cause positive impact and good change that's going to benefit the United States. Halloween's coming up, candy, candy, candy. Thanksgiving's coming up, turkey, dressing, mac and cheese, and Christmas. And when I think of Christmas, I think of Christmas cookies and all these desserts. But the thing is, is that these holidays come every year. This good eating happens every year. But you still have goals you want to reach. You want to lose weight. You want to gain muscle. You want to gain more energy. So why not start now? Don't make it another New Year's resolution where what happens typically, the gym is packed for maybe a month or two and then it dies down because people are like, okay, I can't do this. No, you can and you will. So start putting that work in now and sacrifice a holiday or two because again, they happen every year. Put in the work now. Hit your goal, and then when Thanksgiving comes around next year, boom, have a plate or two. And even that, there are meal plans. We can create a meal plan for you where you can still have a Thanksgiving plate, but stay within certain parameters so you can still hit your goal. So hit me up, get a meal plan. Let's talk about what your goals are. Even if, again, if you need more energy, if it's skincare that you need support with, let's talk about it. Shoot me an email at journeyfitnesslove at gmail.com or shoot me a DM on my social media, um, Instagram at salongyal83, S-A-L-O-N-E-G-Y-A-L 83. Or again, shoot me an email at journeyfitnesslove. That's J-O-U-R-N-E-Y, fitness, F-I-T-N-E-S-S, love, all one word, L-O-V-E, at gmail.com. And let's talk about it. Let's grind and hitch those goals that you've been looking to reach. So let's talk about this divorce coaching. So what happened was when I connected with the Breathe University community and started doing the 100 Days of ET, each city or each, you know, area um, has like a specific person that's designated to a certain area to say, okay, if I need, um, they help me get access to the support I need. So if my goal is to become a speaker, if it's my goal is to become uh, real estate, uh, I don't know, professional, whatever it is. Um, my goal is to like, basically, well, her goal is to reach out to me, get that information and connect me with the right people. And that's exactly what she did. She reached out to me. It was like, tell me about yourself. What are you trying to get out of this? And I told her, you know, I, I want to spread this message. I want to, you know, really open, a, a, promote healthy dialogue, healthy communication, specifically to tie to, you know, victims of child sexual abuse, um, sexual assault, um, domestic violence, just basically people impacted by trauma and how within certain communities, you know, it's just not talked about Um, and just creating that healthy dialogue. So, you know, it's not poured into that child's head from childhood that, you know, we keep secret. So to the point where they don't even want to like tell you what's going on with them. Um, so I told her about that. I told her I was a divorced mom and so on and so on. So she asked me, the first person that called me 
was a part of Herbalife, which is really cool. He's just like, oh, you know, she told me to connect with you. Let me know if you need any support. And I'm like, this is dope. Um, and then the next person that called me was Tanya Carter. And she hit me up. She was like, yeah, she told me to hit you up. She told me that you were divorced and, you know, I'm a divorce coach. And she kind of like, you know, told me her, her experience so far within that community, within the Breathe University. But also she told me about... um you know, what she does. And she's just like, I'm a divorce coach. And she kind of just asked me about like my situation and y'all, I started crying and I'm like, I don't even know why I'm crying right now. You know, maybe this woman, but you know, I don't think I'm at the point, like I'm pretty, it's, you know, I've been divorced for about a couple years. Me and him were, have been separated for probably three, four years. So it's definitely been time. I don't have to deal with him. I'm pretty, I'm like pretty much over it. So, but Sometimes I think sometimes you think you're over something you're over. You might be over certain pieces of it, but there might be pieces of it that are still like connected with you. There might be pieces of um, certain things that you've healed with, with, you know, maybe something that happened with you and a friend or with your family. And, you know, you guys have gotten past it. It might not be about them too, but it might be something that you're still holding on about the process. It might be, you know, um, you might have trust, even though you guys have worked it out, you might have walked, you might have walked out of it still with trust issues. You might look at, you know, certain people. You can't connect with people the same since this happened. So although, again, you might have gotten past and say, okay, I'm not worried about that person. You might still be holding on to certain things. So, and I was just like, man, do I need divorce coaching? Do I need support? Do I need to get with the community? I'm just like, well, maybe, you know, if I can still, if I can, if the, if the waterfalls of my tears can still be turned on by a conversation with a stranger, then maybe I do need to connect with her. So, um, just, you know, again, just being authentic about it. So, you know, I've been talking to her and I actually got on one of their calls. They have weekly calls. Um, she has two programs. So she has like the one-on-one coaching, but then she also has like the community support Well, you'll be added to a group. And then you'll also, um, be on calls every week. Um, and you know, she just has like this process of like divorcing your story, like, like letting go of that hurt because, you know, they say divorce is like going through is similar they say it's similar to losing someone like death so there's a grieving part there's a part where you're hysterical like there's so many phases of it so it's kind of like you know divorcing that story like have you been in situations where it's just like oh well I'm divorced so that's why this or I'm a single parent so that's why this or I didn't have my dad in my life or my mom in my life and that's why I'm like this sometimes you need to divorce that story because that story is holding you back from progressing you see what I mean and it's interesting because I was listening to a podcast today with um um secret to success of the Eric Thomas one and that's what he talked about like divorcing your story I've been hearing about that a lot there's so many people that walk around and say oh well I don't have this because I grew up in the hood I don't have this because I was you know a single parent I don't they just have all these stories that's holding them back you're actually using it as a crutch so at one point are you going to divorce the story because he was saying life happens to everybody and that makes so much sense because it does they're not there's so many other people that are going through the same things and I think sometimes we get lost in the funk of thinking that it's just us we're all the only ones going through it we're the only ones dealing with it and that's not the case all the time a lot of times no nine times out of ten there are hundreds of people or thousands or even millions of people that actually experience what you've experienced but for us we get kind of like lost in what's going on with us and but then on the flip side is many people that are going through what we have experienced there are many people who have like become successful or found love or um 
their trust is intact, whatever it is or whatever it looks like for you, they have been able to overcome that and still progress. Because like he was saying, life is going to happen to every single one of us. So divorce your story and stop allowing that story to hold you back. So in this case, it's kind of like divorcing your story within divorce, whatever it is. So you you aren't held back from progressing. Um, so this, this um, actual call was about she had a picture of a fruit. I mean, I'm sorry, of a uh, fruit tree. Um, and then you saw within, within it, the roots, right? So in order for those, uh, that fruit to populate or to grow and become as delicious and beautiful and red and ripe, because it was like an apple tree, it looked like, um, the roots is like, what's, 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 what's in the, within the roots and how it's fed is extremely important. So for you to bear good fruit, there are certain things that you have to like chip away at. There's certain things you have. There are layer, layers of what's going on within your life that you really need to work on because if not, you're just going to be a dead tree. I'm sure we've seen like it's fall time. So you're probably seeing like a lot of trees look like they're dying. There's like one leaf on them. And just imagine that being you. Just imagine that there are things within the roots of you that's keeping you from bearing fruit. You just go day by day. And there's nothing, you're not reaching your full potential because of the root, the, the whatever's going on within the root. So the roots is like whatever issues you're dealing with. Um, and that just made perfect sense because I feel like God places something special within all of us. And in order for us to truly be able to, uh, people can eat of our tree, of our the fruit that we bear. We have to like let those go. We have to he- let that go. We need to heal. We need to do whatever is necessary to nourish that tree and nourish those roots so it can bear fruit. There's something, there's a gift, there's a talent that you have that is going to impact the masses. Like the thing about gifts and talents is not, it's supposed to affect not just your world. It's supposed to affect like the masses. And when I say the masses, I'm not necessarily saying the world or the universe or whatever, but it might be like your community. It might be, you know, um, a state. I mean, whatever it is, it's going to impact a large group of people because that's just how like our gifts and our talents work you know even if you're a singer you going out and singing at you know that special you know special event every week like you're singing to someone's soul like you brought smile and joy to that person for for just that hour show that you have like you brought joy and excitement to that person because your beautiful voice has like touched their heart so it's like things like that we think that things that we do is so small but it's bigger than that like you going and helping that single mom or you're going and you go help that, you know, that guy, you know, get what's necessary. So, or, or help him like drop him off a couple times. Now he's been able to get his degree. And now this degree is like impacting the masses. Now he can feed his family. And because he can feed his family, that's impacting, you know, it's just like, you can just imagine like the layers of things that you're a good deed or you actually like exercising your talent and actually working on it. And, and, um, um, taking the strides to pour into other people. You never know how much impact that could have. Um, so check your roots. What's your roots looking like, man? What's within there? Is it like, are you, are you, are you just a dead tree and you're just like functioning? Like just, you're taking up space. You're not, there's nothing good with you. I mean, you should just be chopped down. That sounds a little extreme, but it's kind of like, you know, do you just think about those trees? They're just there. Like if you had a backyard and a tree was in the back and it's just like, what are you there for? You're just this 
tree that's taking up space, I might not need you anymore, you know? So it's just like, what is it, what is it within your roots? Um, because you are needed, you are important, and there are things within you that people need to see and need to hear. Um, so really, really check your roots so you can ensure that it's being nourished and so you can bear fruit. And the second part of it was she talked about like, what's your superpower? And I think that the thing that happens a lot of times when you divorce, like some people would take it so literal, like what's wrong with me? You start questioning. I know after I divorced, it was like, I started questioning like, okay, what was wrong with me? What could I have done differently? It was just all about all the negatives. Um, and the goal of asking like, what's your superpower is to like get, you know, get people in the habit of believing in themselves and talking good about themselves and actually picking out the positives. And one of the things that you heard a lot of people talk about it, even um, Coach Tanya, she mentioned, she was just like, well, you know, I was a, spe- you know, I, people say I was meant to be a speaker, but when I was younger, you know, I used to talk a lot and the teacher would be, I used to always get in trouble for talking a lot. So I would get in trouble. And as I was hearing other people talk about it, it's just like, hmm, so you have these people who were probably like, they just talked all the time at school, but they really have this gift of speaking. But who was the Professor X in their life? So if anybody watches X-Men, right? And I got a little nerdy. I watch X-Men, like uh, a guy I dated actually like put me onto this whole Marvel and DC comics world. And I just love action and like, I just love like those type of like intense action movies. And I like like those stories that, you know, they're they're just a little extreme. It might have like lasers and, you know, special powers, but I've always been fascinated by that stuff. So he brought that world to me. Thank you for doing that. But anyway, um, so this thing about the X-Men, Professor X, his job was to like pretty much recruit um, people that had these special gifts. And what he would do, he would bring them in. And he would basically teach them how to use it, how to utilize it. And then ultimately their gifts helped like keep the world safe. And, you know, when we were talking about situations where, you know, people used to be like, man, you just talk too much or you, you know, they weren't, they weren't on the level of Professor X. Everybody has had someone in their life that was like their Professor X. Like it kind of, it might've been a teacher. It might've, might've actually been a parent that's believed in you. Like, man, I see something in you. Like your voice is amazing or you can sing or whatever. Let's, let's unpack that. Let's really work on that. Where you had people as well. That's like, man, you always going around singing all the time, like be quiet. And you're like, no, you really have a talent there, but they just don't understand it. You know? So it's really important. Like it led back to who are you surrounding yourself with? Like you might be later on, you know, uh, not as young as you were before, but you still have a gift. That gift is still there. So who is your Professor X? Who are your X-Men? Who are the people that you're surrounding yourself with that's going to help like really pull that and, and, and that gift out of you and help you build it so you can go out and impact the community? Find your X-Men. It might be just one person that you need to connect with, but it's like investing in us is extremely important, you know, because I think the average person, you know, where we're, we are, um, we grow up believing that like, you know, we're just supposed to do these nine to fives. We end up living other people's dreams for us. You know, I remember as I was thinking about my daughter, she's into dancing. I was like, I don't want her to be a dancer because I don't think that's going to be lucrative. And I don't think she's going to make that much money. But I'm thinking about me. She, she, If she's really, like, in love with it and passionate about it, like, if she pours into it and I support her in it, 
who knows how far she can go. She could possibly be like, you know, Lorianne Gibson. You know, she she has done some amazing things within the dance community. So why do I need to like put my fears on my child? Why do I have to like direct her path? Because that's how I see it. I remember, you know, singing was something that I fell in love with and I was like going to apply to go to a, a performing arts school. But my parents didn't want me to, you know, they didn't want me to go because A, you know, she they had heard a couple bad things about the school, but... You know, they had an idea of what my future should look like. But singing and music has always been my love. Even today, I love it so much. Um, and, you know, sometimes I wonder, like, if they really were like, okay, you you got it. Just who knows how that would have flourished. But ultimately, you know, my purpose, God had another purpose for me. It is what it is. So who are your X-Men? Who, are, who is your Professor X? Who are you surrounding yourself? Um, who are you surrounding, you know, yourself with? You know, like, are there people that are really going to be like, man, you can do it, man. You're so good at putting together these things. I think you should do this. Or is it people being like, man, you know, they only hit you up. Okay. I need you to help me put this thing together, but they're not really like helping you cultivate your skill. Get with the professor X, get around people who are where you want to be and just see what that can do. Even me being with being around this Breathe University community, seeing them post videos, being positive, like pouring so much love in you. It's it's just it's just has a different effect on you than when you're around people just like, "Ah, oh, man, are you just another fitness chick or are you just another this?" It's a totally different mindset when you're around people who are about that life. They're about entrepreneurship they're about creating they're about whatever it is whatever lane that you're interested in you never know how amazing that is and even listen to Gary Vee and Eric Thomas and like thinking about you know he Eric Thomas talked about one of the things that his parents told him was um whatever you do I'm not going to tell you what to do but whatever you do give it 110 percent that's all I ask for you to give it everything you have pour so much into it to if you really if this is something that you feel that God put you on the earth to do pour so much into it so you can be an amazing at it so but how many of us are living these lives based off of people who just didn't understand how to cultivate our skills and help us get to the next level how many of us are walking around in situations like that there's so many of us just day by day work home retirement okay but there's so many talents that you have so who are your x-men get around your professor x find your professor x and get around that squad that's going to help you cultivate those skills so um yeah who knew divorce coaching was going to like be that dope but again, my brain is always like interpreting interpreting things like 10 times different, um, which I'm grateful for. I've been praying for God, you know, to God for wisdom. Um, and it's just like opens me. It opens my mind to other things when people are talking. I really like take it in and really like break it down. And it's just like those aha moments are everything. So, yeah. So that's been that week. And I'm looking forward to getting on this next call. And, you know, I'm really, really excited that, you know, God brought her into to my um, my path because it's funny. I was connected to I was actually connected with another divorce coach. But, you know, she's going through some health pop problems and praying for her. Um, but we didn't ever get to talk. But I think, you know, me connecting with Tanya was so much more, you know, um, was was I don't know. This connection just, I think, you know, happened for a reason. Um, so I'm excited to see how this unfolds and I will definitely keep you guys updated on that. (music) 
so y'all, I smashed. I mean, karate kicked, smashed my PT test today. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm just really proud of myself. And you know, that might sound crazy to say, but again, you have to learn to like speak positivity and happiness to you, but I killed it. And this is like the highest score that I've I've ever gotten in my entire, I've been in the military for 14 years. So in 14 years, I'll be 35 next month. I've gotten the highest score on my PT test. And it was really, really important to me um, to really like give it all I got. Um, One of the things that you sometimes see is that, you know, you might see this in any type of part of life. It's not just, you know, getting ready for a PT test, but people will wait last minute to start getting prepared for it. So they know they lack in certain areas, but they'll start like prepping for it like two weeks before instead of like months ahead of time. So I was really intentional. Um, and thank God for my like Herbalife squad who like was like, oh, we're doing the six week challenge that kind of pushed me to really like hone into my diet because that was like everything, you know, hone into my diet. Um, because I had weak points um, throughout my my career. It's been like the typical last minute getting prepared because I didn't grow up an athlete. Like people see me now like, oh man, you look great or you have, but nah, I didn't start off this way. Again, I grew up eating fast food. My parents were hardworking immigrants. So, you know, I ate, I had to cook my own food and I didn't necessarily eat the healthiest. And we were always on the go. So McDonald's and KFC were, and Popeye's were like our best friend. And that's just what it was. Um, so I didn't grow up with necessarily like um, eating healthy, like how eating healthy and diet is so um, important now. I mean, just think about the early 90s, you know, it wasn't like popping like that. So I didn't grow up necessarily eating the healthiest and I kind of yo I yo-yoed my weight was just all over the place and then I yo-yo dieted and tried all types of things. So um you know that affected me within my even when I joined the military like I didn't make weight. So I got on the Atkins diet and like it was just but I mean I ended up like getting to the um I never made weight um because as you know like there's certain standards. I think weight standards are off. Um, depending on your body type, what kind of like workouts you do, you might be more muscular, different ethnicities. It it all varies on how your weight will look, quote unquote. So, um, you know, the other way that they verify if you can like join is by like checking your like, you know, your BMI and checking like how much body fat you have, that kind of thing. Um, so they'll like, you know, check all your inches. So I think they like, uh, they, you know, they, uh, check my waist it was like I think they like measured my thighs and computed all that and they were like okay you you meet you meet the standards now but I had to like diet but it was just a temporary thing then I went to boot camp where you worked out six seven days a week probably I think it, was, it started off five and it transitioned to six and Sundays we got to rest so it was at least six days a week and I was just like in bomb shape but then I left there and it came back into the yo-yo dieting and um, what I've created now is like a lifestyle. Like I'm trying to be consistent where I'm not like those people who like wait last minute to get prepared for their PT test and they're struggling or they're like, damn, they're killing themselves. I've, people, I've seen people run, like doing their mile and a half run. And it's just like, oh my goodness, they're pushing so hard and they're breathing so hard, but they haven't prepared for it. Like, I don't want to go out there unprepared because you never know. Like our careers are literally weighed by our PT test. Like you can get kicked out if you fail too much. Not only that, even if you don't get kicked out, you there are opportunities that you can't have if you have a failure. Like if I apply for a new job and they say I have a PT failure, 
they're not going to take me. And not only that, like a lot of times you can't even apply. If you have a failed PT test, certain, certain positions, they look, you need to have a, a certain score. So all that stuff is waiting over like by, by your, your fitness standards. So I tell people all the time now, like that's one thing you don't want to let hinder your career is you not being able to do push-ups, sit-ups and a run. Like if everything else going on in our lives with families and dealing with crazy supervisors or whatever, like don't let that be the one thing that tarnishes your career, quote unquote. And I don't judge anyone that's had a failure because I've had a failure on my test, but it's kind of like do what's necessary now so you don't have to worry about that later. You know, put in the work today and be consistent. So when you go to your PT test, you're not like thinking about like, oh my gosh, is my waist going to be too big? And you're doing a bunch of wraps. I know this one guy did like this, like, wrap with like saran wrap and albaline and just trying to like like shrink their stomach in 24 hours at work I mean they got got it down but it's like why do all that like just to pass a test so for me I knew what I was weak so the first thing I definitely paid attention to were what are my weak points what is it within um this test that I find myself struggling with and the two things that I found myself struggling with were my push-ups and my cardio, my run. Running is just something that I just despise. I just don't like it, but I know I have to do it. <laughs> so I knew that with my run, that was like a, a weak point for me. And then my upper body strength, I looked, I lacked, excuse me, upper body strength. So my push-ups, you know, they just, I didn't do that well with them. And there were key areas within my body that I noticed would hurt when I would run. It would be like from when I did my running, it was my shins and my calves. And then for my pushups, it was always like my triceps that were always burning. They were always in fire when I, and once those triceps starts burning, like it slows me down. I can't do as many. So clearly I had weak points and then it was affecting specific muscles within my body. Not only that, the more you weigh, if you're trying to round, I mean, run around a track and you're just like pounding weight, you know, again, if you think about your body, your body was created to, to live, to help you survive. And if you're adding like extra fat on that, and then you're trying to like move that fat around and your body is just like, whoa, whoa, what are you doing right now? So I'm running and I'm just like running and I'm putting all that weight on my legs and all that pressure on my legs it was causing certain parts of my body to hurt. Like I was having like back pain. I just thought about that. As I'm talking about that, I forgot about the back pain I was having. I don't even have that anymore. Like, look at that. Like I would have like this tweaking on my right lower side, which it was, it was triggered after I had my, my daughter and I went to like physical therapy for it, but I just always had like this pain in my back. So that stopped. Um, and it just, it just, I just saw uh, changes happening when I started to work, work that. So I feel like if you're going after anything, any, any type of fitness goal or any kind of goal period, because I think this ties to regular life is what are your weak points? What are my weak points? What areas do I need to work on? If it's work and you're saying like, ah, oh, man, I really want that promotion. I applied for this job. I didn't get it. Well, why didn't you get it? Can you reach out to the hiring official and ask like, what is it about my resume that I didn't do well? Can you go to that panel and say, what, what was it that I need to work on? And they might be like, you're not good at interviewing or your resume is missing this. You don't have these certain certifications or you need to go back to school. Like what are your weak points? Find out what those weak points are and then come up with a plan. So the next thing I did was create a plan. So I know I need to 
work on my running and my cardio. So I had to run and do cardio. I couldn't just walk in to my PT test and say, okay, I'm gonna run today. No, I had to run on the track and not just on the treadmill because the treadmill has, it doesn't have the same impact. I literally will walk, run on the treadmill and I was good. I remember getting ready for a test strictly on the treadmill. I went out there and like maybe a couple weeks before the run and my legs were on fire because the, 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 it's, it's, it's a different type of material you're running on. Like treadmills are created to pretty much like relieve certain pressures. But when you're outside on a track and even though they have like a certain type of material, it's still a different type of like, it's it's the it's the ground. It's just a different type of uh, uh, impact that I'm having by running on outside on the track. So that didn't benefit me at all. So I still passed, but I struggled through my run because my, again, my shin and my, my calves were just burning and I just was like running super, super slow. So I had to start implementing running. And even though I'm, um, I'm weight training, I purposely incorporated cardio into my, my workout. So I would, I would do, I would ensure that, I mean, for me again, on the fitness level I am, I can do that. Um, and again, I feel like with any type of program that you follow, do what works for you. Don't follow what I did. It might work work for you, but find out what works for you. But at this point I've been, I've been grinding on this fitness tip for a minute so I did cardio probably four to five times a week. Probably every single workout I did cardio. So I would do 10 minutes on the Stairmaster and then 10 minutes I'm running. And it'll either be outside or in the inside track or on the treadmill. I would do 20, it, it, it counted up to about 20 minutes of cardio every day, almost four or five times a week. So that's what I, I made sure that I did so I can get used to running. And of course, as I'm working out, I'm losing the weight. That's going to put less pressure on my knees and on my body because I'm losing I'm losing fat. And my so my body doesn't have to work as hard. Um, the Stairmaster for me was great because it gives you some like a little endurance, like walking up steps. You breathing all hard, you're tired, but it's just something about um, doing the Stairmaster that really helped with my endurance, like my my breathing. Like after, you know, maybe the first couple times I struggled, but over time I noticed like I could keep a certain pace. I can be on level eight, level nine for 10 minutes straight, no hands, just walking up the stairs. I mean, it, it, which was, was a huge accomplishment. And I realized like, oh, okay, my endurance is being built because of me using the Stairmaster. So again, 10 minutes of that in the, it was like my warm-up. Um, and then at the end of my workout, I would do 10 minutes. Um, and even if I did run on the treadmill, it would be on like a four or five incline. I would run uphill because so I can somewhat feel like I'm doing, um, they say if you want to kind of like mimic being outside, you want to be like at least at a two to three incline. So me, I was like, well, let me just up it to four or five so I can even put more work. So it's like I'm running uphill, but all that stuff is really, really helping build up my, my endurance and my strength. Um, so I, that's what I incorporated cardio into my routine. The other thing is like my upper body strength. I was already like doing the starting to lift weights, but push-ups is tied to tied to the chest and then I said I noticed that my triceps would burn so I needed to like work my triceps as well so I just continued my typical like weight training program but I made sure I did push-ups as well so I was doing push-ups you know I would set my alarm clock and do push-ups I would do maybe do them do 10 every hour or maybe 20 every every two hours 
I incorporated that program into my lifestyle so I can make sure like I got adjusted and got used to doing push-ups. Um, and the other thing I really think is important is you want to work out for me. I feel like it's important to work out in the conditions you're going to um, work, you know, to do your testing. Um, so again, if you want to apply this to regular life, what conditions are you going to be in? So for instance, if you have bad time management, or if you're not good with multitasking, well, maybe you can go do an internship somewhere where you have to learn how to multitask. You have to do multiple things, answer phones, answer emails. You might have to do 50 things at one time, but that's going to build up your multitasking skills. So which you can apply it later. So for me, um, for running, if, I don't know what happened recently, but there was like this cold front that hit Texas. So I was like, okay, well, it's a possibility that I might be running in the cold. So I started to make sure that I was running outside in the cold early in the morning. So I would get used to running in that weather because I didn't want to go outside, just be freezing. I'm so cold that I can't even focus on my running or I slow down or I can't get my breathing right because when it's colder outside, it does affect your breathing. It does affect you a little differently. So I was like, I need to run in the conditions. I'm going to possibly test that. It might not be sunny today. It just happened to be really nice. But before it wasn't like that. So I ran in those conditions. Um, If I'm doing my push-ups, some people people thought we were doing our push-ups on like mats. No, but we had to put our hands on the bare floor. So instead of me doing my push-ups on mats, I did it on the on the floor where I had to put my hand on the floor and get used to creating that, you know, that pressure and creating those movements on the bare floor, not the carpet. Um, but that was, again, that's just me that I feel like, you you know, to train in the conditions you're going to actually test on. Um, so again, apply that in air, any area in your life, like what conditions do you need to train in to prepare you for whatever you need to do? Train in those conditions so when it does come, you're like, oh, I got that. I can do push-ups on a bare floor. Or I can run in the cold or whatever it is. Um, so again, it's figuring out your weak points, creating a plan to strengthen those mess muscles or those areas. And then, you know, then once you do that, I was testing myself every two weeks. So every couple of weeks, I would test myself. I would, um, you know, go outside and run. I would do X amount of push-ups and sit-ups, just see where I was. And okay, now I'm progressing, just so I can see where I was at, how much, how much more I have to push myself. So again, applying in real life, like test yourself. If it was, if it's for instance, you have a fear of talking to people face to face. All right, well, every two weeks, I'm gonna make sure at least I talk to at least like one person a day or if I have a fear with just talking to people period I'm going to strike up a random conversation with maybe a random person or even if it's someone at work I'm going to strike up a random conversation with someone so I can get over this fear test yourself so you can so you can see where you're at and also this is going to help again build that endurance that you need or even know what else you need to work with, what you need to work on. Because that first conversation you might have with the person might be like super awkward. And you might be like, okay, I did ask some weird questions. Next time I'm going to start off like this. Practice makes perfect. So test yourself, see where you're at. Um, and then once you continue to progress and you see progression, just be consistent. Consistency is everything. So again, if you're going to stick to a two-week program, or oh, I'm going to test myself every two weeks, stick to that. Keep doing it until it's time to do that presentation. Stick to that so when until it's time that you feel comfortable enough. Be consistent because if you're not consistent, it's po- consistent. It's pointless. I can't start running and like do great for three weeks and then fall off for three weeks and expect to go do my test and be fine. You have to be consistent. Even now today, I was like, okay, well, I guess I can go eat some Popeyes today. No, I didn't get Popeyes. I got a little cake though. I did get a little cake, little cake, cake. 
I did have a little cake, but I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to fall off my nutrition plan or what I'm doing. Like I literally, after my PT test, I went and did my workout my daily workout that I had to do. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to fall off track just because I've accomplished what I came to accomplish for. I got my 95. I don't have to test for another year. And in the past I was, I was having to test every six months because I was getting below a 90. So now I got to test for another year. Boom. I've done. I came out, saw and conquered. No, I'm going to maintain this lifestyle throughout the year. So whenever this PT test comes around, it's just like another workout. So again, remember, figure out what your weak points are create a plan to attack and strengthen those muscles or those areas that you're lacking in test yourself or or just give yourself like okay uh, i'm gonna call someone and i wonder if if it's public speaking i'm gonna call someone or have my friends stand there or sit there while i practice with them so test yourself see where you're at so you can um, make whatever adjustments necessary and then be consistent make this a regular routine do this on a regular basis And then when it's time for that test to come up or when that opportunity comes up, when it's time for you to finally um, give that speech, when it's time for you to really go out there and grind and get those customers, when it's time for you to get in that relationship, whatever it is, you are ready. You put the work in within yourself to grow and become better so you can ace and smash that test and just remain consistent, um, consistent throughout.